Alright, what's up? What's going on? We're back. Another hiatus. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm tired. Okay, another hiatus, but we're back. And uh, today we're going to talk about something really important and really cool. Um, inspired by... Uh, Mr. Mr. or President Donald J. Trump just got ejected ejected from the internet just got wrecked right just got completely absolutely destroyed and essentially uh for good reason okay and there's a lot of there's a lot of opinions on both sides of it so we're gonna break down what happened uh, and then uh, we'll uh, kind of go into uh, talking about freedom of speech and talking about American, the First Amendment, which I learned a little bit about for um, for this, you know, for this episode. Well, like, sort of. I kind of learned about it. Uh, so, but essentially, um, if you don't know what happened um, a couple days ago, uh, a bunch of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. and essentially broke in, vandalized it, um, essentially like broke past uh, police or if you watch the videos, you see the police gently inviting people in um, and uh, some people were hurt and four people were killed. As a result of the incident, which has kind of been, you know, is is kind of being heralded as a uh, mob-style, misguided, um, unintelligent, lack of direction. Like, the whole ac action itself proved nothing in how it like it did nothing it did nothing for the cause we know that donald trump supporters wish that he'd won we know he's also lost 60 court case battles like regarding this election we know that he has lost the election and we know that if there was any fraud or any um like any widespread election issues that they would have been they would have come up by now and it seems like people are grasping at straws and cannot accept that they lost. This was a very tight race. And in a lot of places, um, it's the first time they've gone Democrat in a long time. Or the first time ever. Um, and so, essentially, it's a very polarized situation. And so, this violence that occurred in the Capitol is a result of that polarization. And the incitement of violence from the president... Uh, because he's essentially not conceding. He's not, he's, he keeps misleading his people and his followers who blindly take his word. The word of a pathological liar, essentially, because he has lied and then he lies and then he lies to cover that lie. And then he lies about what he lied about. And then he lies on top of that. And essentially, um, Essentially, he is, you know, he is, he's essentially inciting violence. 
and people will argue about this. They'll say, oh, he wasn't inciting violence. He was just, you know, trying to make his opinion and freedom of speech and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. He was inciting violence. He was inciting violence and spreading misinformation, which what I think I've realized in the, and I think a lot of people are starting to realize, misinformation is huge. I'm skeptical, I'm skeptical about everything I read. Even in these episodes, when I'm talking about information, I try to make sure that it's known that I'm not an expert on these things that I have done my own reading. And I try to encourage people to also go do their own reading and to read further and to have those conversations with me. And oftentimes I learn a little, uh, like a thing or two, when I'm talking to people through these problems and through actual things that they've read online. You need to do your own research. You need to be open-minded and like you need to be objective about what you're looking for. You need to remove your emotions and you need to remove your political uh, beliefs from something before you go and look into it. Because when you bias yourselves with these things, you're obviously going to find the conspiracy net website. And, and, and honestly, we talked a little bit about, about earlier in a, like a, an earlier episode of like, people finding these conspiracy holes and finding these communities in the internet and kind of finding a place to belong and then going crazy with it. I think that's what happened here uh, in Washington. And I think that's what's been happening for the past four years. So the crackdown on the president's Facebook and Twitter accounts, uh, which by the way, Facebook uh, initially when the incident happened, Facebook directly banned his account and then for twitter they suspended his account for 12 hours and then following the news that um he was no longer going to be attending the inauguration um twitter kind of took the further step to permanently ban his his uh his account uh and it's very crazy to think that it took four years of misinformation lies for these platforms to kind of step in. I know I understand it's hard to go against a, a president and the fact that it had to go to violence and it had to go to the point where we have a mindless purpose, purposeless mob breaking into a building, hurting people. There was a police officer who, who, um, who, uh, who passed away. There was a lady who was shot at the, uh, the breaching of the Capitol and died in the hands of a, a secret service agent, or I think it was in the hands of a, uh, like some sort of federal agent. Um, it's, it's really sad because why, why did this happen? We have to look at these things and we have to not do these things again. Also, a lot of people say I'm Canadian and I shouldn't have a say in these things. Fuck you. No, I, we, we, we will have, a say in these things because uh, you don't have to be American, Canadian, any nationality to comment on what you are seeing and observing in the world. And definitely the things that happen there affect us 100%. So I will comment on that. Uh, anyway, so the the first thing that kind of um, was like brought up when the bans were issued on, uh, on his account were like, isn't this a violation of freedom of speech? Isn't this a violation of the First Amendment? Right? Uh, and the First Amendment, 
essentially was created to uh, ensure uh, freedom of the speech, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, the right to petition uh, for redress of grievances. Um, and yeah, essentially was part of the Bill of Rights and was uh, adopted on 19 uh, in 19 in 1791 on December 15th. And essentially, uh, these are this is a pretty broad statement to say freedom of speech and all this stuff. But essentially, the as time went on, uh, you know, kind of cases with the Supreme Court kind of set precedent for how this law is applied. And um, what we learned over the years is that um, freedom of speech and the First Amendment does not apply to organizations to companies so twitter just just from a legal standpoint just from like a like a like a purely looking at the law and and reading into it and seeing precedent twitter is not responsible to ensure the freedom of speech of donald j trump right they have policies they have they have their own uh terms of service that, that the rules you have to follow to use their platform and essentially if you violate those rules or even if you don't if they don't want you on your platform you can't do much about it it's their pr platform it's private it's a platform the platform is able to remove people from it if they see fit that being said what happened with Donald J. Trump I think even then is still not uh, a violation of his freedom of speech he was saying hateful and insightful, uh, inciting violence uh, towards other people. And um, the way I look at and evaluate an action, right, is you look at you look at three things. Uh, did this action harm um, the person themselves, other people or society? And if you think about this, uh, the actions of these people harm themselves because they were hurt. Uh, harmed others because other people were hurt and harmed society because it perpetuated a lot of the views that were perpetuated throughout this entire riot mob situation were harmful. They were discriminatory, racist, and overall, I think there was a net negative for society. You have increased polarization. You have like basically divided the entire country. Um, and essentially the United States is kind of in this weird spot where I think they've been more po polarized now than they have been in a very long time. People have routinely talked about civil war multiple times throughout this year. And I think what the, I think what is important to think about is that if someone is inciting that polarization is driving his own agenda because that polarization works in his favor you need to control that. And I think what Facebook and Twitter did uh, by, you know, removing that platform is is definitely um, the steps in the right direction. Uh, um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, if someone is inciting and influencing and manipulating people uh, into false beliefs or beliefs that are harmful to themselves, uh, society, or other people, and or, you, it doesn't matter. 
these companies are well within their rights to remove him. And honestly, I think it should have happened a long time ago. I think that the fact that we've gotten this far means that we don't have a good system of checks and balances. And that America needs to really work on what they want to be known as. They're, they're global superpower. People look at them and, and think, right? They, they, these, are, these are the trendsetters. They set the tone. And right now, this, this sets a really bad tone. I am praying that there's no violence on an inauguration day. I know everyone will be very glued to their screens. I've heard like rumblings and, and threats of things happening on Twitter, rumblings and threats of things happening on YouTube, and like people saying that they're going to inauguration day and that the Capitol Day was just a was like a dress rehearsal. And I and I say to that that is disgusting and should should be punished. And I hope I hope these people the Justice Department is tracking down these people uh, from these riots and mobs and genuinely, you know, making sure that people are safe. Um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. The world is already unstable as it is. There's wars and conflicts across the globe. I think that we don't need another. We don't need this. Have a smooth transition of power have uh you know admit defeat you can't sit there and just say that you've won even when you haven't the backbone of democracy is the transition of power the will of the people executing on what people want and a majority of the country has said that they would like joe biden as their president and therefore under the rules of that democracy, that is who they will have. And uh, I'm pretty sure the Democrats won the, the, uh, the Senate races as well. So the Democrats are in a good space to kind of, uh, you know, push some important, uh, important things through that they need to. They need to start rebuilding. And I think that they need to do a good job of repairing a lot of the damage that has been done. Um to the country and to the world. Uh, it became, it's crazy because I was thinking like, at what point did, did we get to the point where like, we can have someone who's racist and that's okay. And I, what message does that send to children, to, you know, to people growing up? And it, what, like, even for me, I look at this and I'm like, what the hell? It, it's acceptable? These guys are so bold. If you saw any of the videos from that day, people were shouting out their names. They were live streaming, doing crime and live streaming. It's, it's sick. It's disgusting to be that bold and that full of yourself to think that you are so above the law. Yeah. And, and people were surprised when, um, and I, and I know people have been, actually, I was, I was going to say they've been comparing this to BLM, but you have to remember BLM had a purpose to address police brutality uh, towards uh, African-Americans, towards black people that are racially, uh, this is systemic racism. That's what, there was a purpose behind those protests and the majority of the main protesting 
was done peacefully was done uh you know yes and it is ironic because a lot of the peaceful protests by uh in, in the name of blm were against police brutality had instances of police brutalizing people and pe uh, police enforcing their will on people yet however a case of you know them not accepting a democratic election that has given that has been given every chance to be proven to be uh, fraudulent if, if there was anything it, it would be there you forget that most of the judges in the United States are Republican uh, the Supreme Court is Republican biased if we're looking at this even within their party there are people who are distancing and moving away because they know this is not okay anyway so so on the topic of freedom of speech there was no freedom of speech violation here uh, freedom of speech is you know you you have the right to uh, freedom of speech but you also have the responsibility to make sure that speech is not harmful is not inciting violence is not manipulating people you have the responsibility to be uh, to, to you know to accept and and understand what you're saying and the impacts it has it's all rights and responsibilities. Just because you have a right does not mean you have a responsibility. Because a right comes with a responsibility. Your right to freedom is my responsibility to respect that right. And your right to freedom does not mean you can now suddenly start infringing on my rights. Anyway, a little bit of a little bit of a heated, charged, emotional thing. Uh, we're back. I'm going to try to do these as much as I can. If you like this, uh, feel free to share it. Um, connect with me on Twitter. If you disagree, if you think that if you think that I'm wrong, uh, feel free to hit me up and we can talk about it uh, at pod brain fart. And uh, yeah, this is a uh, been taught Tariq. Brain fart episode, whatever we back.